Night and Berardino. Grand Piero Kings crossing in two and a half lengths to Skyfios. 700 metres to go. Fujita San in front of Highland Blaze, but the two leaders come back to the field. Distrustful award, five deep coming into it. Muramasa three wide and then Pericles. Sharp and smart is dressed up with nowhere to go at the moment. And then came Barclay Square. Fearless Night on the outside and then came Landorf into the running. Fujita San at the 400 metres, led a length and a half to Pericles. Muramasa then came Sharp and Smart over on the far side and Mr Maestro unleashing out wider. They've got to Fujita San at the 250. Pericles, Muramasa, Sharp and Smart and Mr Maestro with Manzois who's coming home hard. Sharp and Smart with 100 metres to go. Led a length and a half to Manzois who's trying hard. Sharp and Smart, Tyree Manzois is wearing it down. Coming hard and won the derby. From Sharp and Smart, third out wide. All right, for any uh, long-term listeners, you'll know why I played on with Manzois, the winner of the derby last year. We've been pushing that, or I was pushing that, uh, for a long time, including futures and stuff. So it is derby day. It is Golden Eagle time. Uh, good racing both ways. Obviously, Flemington is uh, pretty exciting this weekend as well, but uh, love that bit of Manzois. Uh my name is Zach. This is the Give a Spell, Give Us a Spell podcast. I have the boys uh, joining me again, trying to find some winners. We had a good day last weekend, and then we're what a couple of days away from the Melbourne Cup as well, where we will do a runner by runner preview, likely on Sunday. Get it out Sunday. Uh, final fields come out on the Saturday evening. We may even do it then, depending who's out on the piss. Uh, got an extra person today as well, but we're going to be looking both venues, main races, find some winners, and now we got to try and figure out what the boys are more interested in. Tommy, are you more keen Melbourne racing this weekend or you are still a diehard Sydney operator at heart? Oh, tough one, mate. I'm, I'm pumped for Saturday. That's that's all I'll say is because um, as a punter, like, you just want good racing around the clock and um, that's what you got Saturday. Like, if you can jag a couple of winners at Rose Hill, then you're going to be doing pretty well because the field sizes and the prices are great. And then um, in Melbourne, just the quality is is pretty good too. I miss the days where there were five group ones on Derby Day in Melbourne, but um, it's still a quality card too. So um, just pace myself for the week, but it's um, it's going to be cracking week. What about you, Coe? You what about a bit of Newcastle form? I assume. No, I'm just having a little dabble. I mean, I'm just prices aren't out yet, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on a couple of runners. Chris, welcome back in, mate. You've had a couple of weekends off, punters, trips, weddings and whatnot, but you're back in for Derby Day and Golden Eagle Day. How are you, mate? What's been happening? Yeah, cheers, guys. Good to be back. I feel a bit like Zach Purton. Just get me in for the big meetings. Oh, here we go. I was feeling a bit unloved when I wasn't on, but no, nah, I reckon you spot on, Tommy. It, it, it does lose a little bit not having the five group ones, but the way I'm looking at it is it's just setting up the whole week and it is such a good week. So it's like it's Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve for us. So I'm pumped up. Very pumped up. All right, well, why don't we go straight into it? It is Thursday evening. Uh, I'm not going to recap last week's racing, but we are going to go into it. So I'm going to start with the Derby. I obviously played on with Manzois. Springs back good memories. But the Derby this week, and Koei, I know, has a couple of riding on Riff Rocket. Riff Rocket's going around. It's 225. It was $270. Got into as much as $1.90. It's just getting out a little bit now. But J-Mac aboard. J-Mac has an amazing book of rides on Saturday, to be honest. Uh, Apula is there. Uh, Mark Zara aboard. Had a really good win at the Valley last week, getting the best of Verdad, which is also in this race at 8 bucks this time. So Gates is there. Sunsets, which is good, but drawn very, very wide. Aerosol, Gold Bullion. Uh, I'm going to kick off 
this normally kick off with Chris, but Coe, I'm going to kick you off because you're going to give me a give Riff Rocket a bit of a rap, yeah? I don't really want to give it a rap because <laughs> I'll probably... I might, I might as well rip the ticket in half if that's the case. So, I mean, I, I, I backed it four runs ago or just after the fourth run. I think Connections wanted to go there and if, if anything, it's the, the Waller Waller formula again, go back to back to Arby's and yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's a good good addition, but um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about this right. race. So <laughs> Kohai is hoping for Riff Rocket. Chris, are you giving any any love to any others? Is Riff Rocket too short in your books? What did you make of Zara's ride aboard a Pula? What do you reckon? Yeah, look, I'd love to be in Kohai's position and have the ticket on Riff Rocket at the price, but for me now, the way they've slandered now that the barrier draw has been done and the field's been set. It's way, it's way too short for me to to look at just in this field. I have my little just queries about whether he'll really stretch out on the 2,500 metres. He is such a versatile type. but So I, I've looked away from Riff Rocket. Uh, of those top ones that are the best performed, you know, the the kind of one to five in Saddlecloth order, they're the ones that have kind of been around the – those feature three-year-old um, middle distance races so far this season and obviously the ones to beat. I thought the dad was kind of the one to beat and the, the, the best price to look at out of those ones. But the one I really liked and the one I'll be backing is Gates at this stage. To me, he just looks like the one that's really going to stretch out and find that 2,500-metre uh, distance the best. Uh, I think there's some value to be had as well um, down the bottom. I've included the 12 Rogery. I don't really know how to say it, but his, his win at uh, Kilmore was awesome. He kind of went forward, went back, and went forward again. He can't, it reminded me a bit of, and it's not it's not the same, but it reminded me a bit of the squirty spirit in, in her lead-up run to the Oaks. She kind of went to go forward, came back, and just really showed that the distance is, ne- is not going to be a problem. And I think Rogery... At, a, at like $41 or $51 or something is, is kind of something to be interested in. And then I'm including the Scone Horse. Uh, I don't know how to say it either. Warrior or Warrior. Uh, the way it it was off a real slow tempo at Scone last week, 2,200 metres, it sat back, let them kind of walk, and then the 600 kind of went out to the middle of the track where no one had been all day and just showed this crazy turn of strength. And it's $101. So they're the ones that I'm kind of be playing, but... Riff Rocket is certainly the one to beat. I just thought the price was wrong. Like if you look at the price between Riff Rocket and Sunsets, they 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 just prices just look wrong to me. They went across the line together at Caulfield and Sunsets at fifteen dollars. So big odds. Chris is including hundred to one, forty to one, and a couple at the top. Uh, mentioning Lasketti Spirit, it's one of his all time great collects. <laughs> to get that in there. Must be nice. Uh, Thomas, where are you? Mate, I surprised uh, Chris actually making sense to one. So I was gonna. Um, Say a lot of what he said. Um, Gates, uh, big fan. I, I, the market completely wrong for a lot of them. Um, uh, Riff Rocket, how could you take two twenty five with um, with what Sunset's doing with fifteen dollars? I know the run was completely different, but um, even the horse that came fifth to it's at one hundred and fifty to one because it's trained at um, Bathurst. But I was on track as well for uh, Warrior the Warrior at Scone the other day as well, and it was. Um, it was really impressive too. I I don't know about it being a hundred one um, either. So there's I, I think the market's um, a bit rogue with a few and yeah, Rogie's the other good one as well. Um, all the horses Chris said I I really like and 
Um, my main bet's going to be on Gates because I think he lives the one upside out of that um, uh, that last run too, just uh, finding the 2,500 um, perfect. I like being on the same team as you, Tommy. It's fun. It's just not often that Chris lands, like when he's just going to be spruiking a couple of from Scone at 100 to 1 that you're getting some backup, but... I like it. I like it. And we'll let Coey just sit this one out and hope for the best. Hope he salutes. No, no. Coey's the one that's – he's got the ticket in his pocket exactly. of the good price of, of the horse that he's the one to beat. Yeah. The last thing he wants to do is try and push it even more. So sit back, relax, hope for the best. Um, the Empire Rose, which is race number eight. This is a over the mile. Princess Grace is the favourite. Jamie Spencer's getting the ride. Six bucks was $8 this morning. Uh, obviously had a couple of really good runs. Um Princess Grace is up against the likes of Fangirl when it won. Lost second of Fangirl, second of Mr. Brightside. Uh, ran maybe top three or four in the Maccabi Diva and then dropped down to a group two last week and uh, ran okay or whenever it ran. Uh, but that's a fave. At six bucks, it's drawing barrier 12. A tissue is there. J-Mac got the ride. A little bit of a drift, 480 out to six bucks, but it is equal favorite with Princess Grace. Alcohol free going around again. Opie's got the ride. 650, hoping your heart at sevens. Wish Law last, which has been really good. $9, then we're out double figures for some of the others. Not much going on market-wise. I assume money coming mostly for Princess Grace. It looks like the only one that's overly firmed. Maybe a couple of bucks for alcohol-free. Uh, Coey, tab Empire Rose. Where'd you land, mate? Tricky, tricky race. I, th- I think I am on the top half of this field. I think the only one that I can really make a push for towards the bottom in terms of race book order is Wish Law Lass. It's got the string of wins together. Barry's a little bit of a tricky spot, but when, it, when your horse is performing, I mean... <laughs> Keep following it, I think. But outside of that, yeah, like the top half of the field. So Princess Grace obviously been hell consistent for way for age. Alcohol free over the mile. That really, really intrigues me. Its last start was the best to date, 100%. It was a high-pressure 1,400 and stepping up to the mile looks ideal at set weights. And I, I thought it was an absolute nonny, this horse, but that last start, it, it gave a little bit of a glint of hope. Small one, and you know you got world class jockey Opie Boston on board, so low low draw, everything going smoothly. I mean, I think it's going to figure pretty close, and it, I mean a win wouldn't shock anyway. Um, a tissue hinged, I think definitely warrants respect. I mean, a tissue won a what was it the the Randwick Mile for the Phillies and Mares name lose me at the moment, but won that in the autumn and J Mac on board. It's it's definitely a chance. It's hard to pinpoint exactly, but I dare I say I am leaning towards alcohol free. Where are you, Chris? Where are you? I love how Corey was saying the horse that won the July Cup at Ascot and ran a couple of lengths behind Bayed he thought was a nonny and no good. But I agree with him. It's alcohol free runs in Australia have not been great. And I had lost faith. I was a real believer in this horse and I loved it when it came over here and ran in the Coolmore and then I excused it because of the track that day and then I liked it in the premiere and it ran behind like think about it in Hawaii 5 and Bella Nipotina I'm like oh that's all right get her over a bit longer and I liked her in the Everest and didn't show up there still over 1200 meters and then I was off her last start and I kind of went along the same path as Koei saying nah I'm done with her and then she just showed enough in that last race at in the invitation she was really good there so I do like her but no, I'm with a tissue. I just think I, I've just been waiting for her to get to the mile and back against Mares. Her run first up behind Sunshine Paris, this prep was unbelievable. Watch it through the line. It was really good. And then it ran behind Espiona 
uh, and did the same thing. And then in the King Charles, which I know it's a three million dollar race or five million dollar race, whatever the fuck it is, it did the typical waller where from barrier ten just kind of got too far back and we just wanted to avoid trouble. And I just everything just sets up perfectly for it. Gets J Mac back. I'm really keen on the tissue. I reckon it's probably one of my better bets of the day. Yeah, I think a tissue uh, sets up well. I'm pretty sure in the, in the autumn it was the queen of the turf, um, beating Hope in Your Heart. Uh, Tommy, what do you think? I think it's really interesting. You've got uh, the top three in the market, big imports, one from New Zealand, one from uh, the UK and one from America, all paid big money and really champion milers. I think alcohol-free at a mile is its best. I know I think a tissue a mile is best and Princess grows back to a mile. Uh, seems to suit after some really good first up run, uh, first and second up runs. Uh, makes it really intriguing. That's why you're getting six dollars the field. And saying that, I think a tissue is probably the one I want out of those three. Um, Princess Grace, I thought was a really good fresh, and um, they've just given a bit of a um, a bit of a gap as well. So maybe she comes back and does a bit better. But a tissue, yeah, as Chris sort of stated, um, getting to that mile, just nothing going for it in stronger races than alcohol-free. The invitation for me is just a bit of a not as strong quality, but you, you are seeing alcohol-free get to the mile, and I think that's where he's shown his best. A lot of people said um, uh, she's a great sprinter, but uh, I think 600 is where she is. But I'm leaning towards the tissue and hoping your heart was favourite for an Epsom too. I think she's just gone off the ball a bit, and she normally goes a bit better when um, she's had a couple of runs too. So I reckon we'll see her peak. And one... At a bit of a price, I reckon, is Renaissance Woman, scratch out of Sydney, some really consistent runs. Uh, unlucky not to win last start, really bringing Zarek into the race, probably at the run of the race. Stepping up to Group 1, really intriguing. So um, probably a tissue, hope in your heart, uh, and Renaissance Woman for a trifecta. I can't wait to text Tommy on Saturday. Me, me and him are going to have a, either a really good day or a really bad day. I think, sorry to just jump back in, the other one I wanted to mention was Whistler Last has just been racing unbelievably down there in Melbourne, so um, one to probably chuck into quaddies and stuff. Yeah, I think Coe, Coe likes that one too. I think it's good. Winning form is good. Um, I like a tissue as well. Let's go to the Coolmore, 1,200 metres. It go. We're going back to race six. Uh, Cylinder is the favourite here, obviously coming out of the Everest. Ran a really good race. Ran fifth. Timmy Clark rides at this time. It's drawn wide, and it's a bit of a... It opened 460, got into 350. It's back out to 460, so pretty much what it opened. Shinzo is there. J-Mac gets the ride, 650. King's Gambit with Zara. Stretton Angel. Um, it's drawn very wide. It opened 15s. It's now nines. It obviously had a really good win in in the Dane Hill at Flemington a couple of weeks ago. So that's the one that's pretty much been backed. Stepardi, I thought, is a great horse. Um, won a couple before running, uh, placing the griff or something, I think. I'm Unstoppable, Osmosis, Tis Invincible, V8. This is a cracking race. So let's go, Coey. What do you think? Cylinder, did it just, what's the story? Got into 350 today. It's back out to 460. Oh, this, this is a hot race. I'll tell you what, like, I mean, there's no... Like, In Secret was a short commodity this time last year. And looking at the, the grade of – or the field anyway, this this year anyway, is it's hot. Like, I mean, there is a lot of informed horses that I just don't know what to do about. And a lot of them haven't gone down the Flemington straight. So uh, – and the straight throws some curveballs. It's, it's bizarre how it works. But I think I'm still leaning towards King's Gambit. I, I loved what I saw when it returns – in Sydney, the way it put it away, and it's starting to figure it out. Like, the penny hasn't completely dropped, but there's so much upside to that horse. 
And in that Flemington run first half, it shied away at a bit of paper on the ground and that ultimately cost it. And like, it's bizarre how many, how much head noise that horse has. But when, once it's put together, he's an elite athlete and eight bucks for it, I think is a crazy price. Uh, cylinder, no brainer. I mean, it's coming, it's got Everest form, obvious upside, 460, slight drift. I think that's probably warranted. It's a hot field. Shinzo, the like, 650, you can, you know, Golden Slipper Curse, does it does it exist? I'm not sure. But uh, it's run ninth, both its start, this start, uh, this preparation, but 650 seems like a fair price. And Stepardi and the likes, I mean, even like I am un- unstoppable, he's been running an absolute bottler this, you know, campaign. And who knows the upside of osmosis either. So I, I, it's a really, really exciting race, but I'm kind of leaning towards King's Gambit. All right, Kings Gambit, you mentioned Iron Line Stoppable there with Blake Shin aboard. Absolutely wrote a cracker yesterday, Mr. Blake Shin. Uh, Chris, what do you reckon? Where'd you land? Yeah, I'm with um, I Am Unstoppable. Uh, thought is two runs this prep uh, have been really good, or two of the three runs have been really good. Uh, and the 1200, I just can't wait for it to get to the 1200. He's been hitting the line so well, and just that extra 100 metres here against this lot um, is going to be is what I'm looking forward to. So, I was pretty keen on Iron Unstoppable. The other one I wanted to mention was Mexico. It ran behind King's Gambit, and I know it was a bunch finished behind King's Gambit, but it was stronger, like 100 metres past the line, it was past all of them, and now gets Blinkers here, and it's 100 to 1, and King's Gambit's $8. I thought King's Gambit was the danger to Iron Unstoppable, but I think you've got to include Mexico. I wanted to mention Shinzo because I said after the Golden Slipper, it would never win another race. I don't think it'll be winning here, and I think this is the last time we'll see it. And V8, what is V8 doing here? It should be going to the Derby, and yet they've gone back from 1,600 metres to 1,200 metres. I don't want to tell Tony McAvoy how to train his horses, but it, this thing's a stay out. Like, it should be getting to 2,000 plus, and they've come back to 1,200. It just makes zero sense. Thomas. Yeah, I was, I was a bit query about that as well, Chris, but I, I guess it's won twice over 1,200, both or at least one group three. Also, uh, has it got a win down the straight? Or was it Flemington anyway? It's had a win there. So, yeah, I found it a bit odd about V8 as well. Yeah, this is a serious race. There's some, there's some good chances. I really like the upside of King's Gambit uh, and Osmosis. I think there's a couple of really good runs in there, and I think they'll be close. Cutting off cylinder, I, it looked a winner in the Everest with about 300 to go. It looked the one really trucking into the race nicely and just swamped up by some serious horses. So can't knock it. And one of it, one at a bit of a price is Butch Cassidy. Just always, always very close. Just the same speed. Yeah, just really telling the horse. Had has had a bit of a fresh and hit ear before this race as well. And I don't think he'd be far off. I think ten dollars a place for Butch Cassidy is a great price. Right, Butch Cassidy. There's some, there's some good prices all around, I think. Um, let's do one more, then we'll head to Rose Hill, and at the end we can just wrap up with anything else we like. I might just touch on the Wake Full Stakes. Not sure how much we've all done. I know Chris said he hasn't done a heap of this race, but Zardozzi, uh his favourite, $2.40. J-Mac, another ride for him. Drawn wide, though. Uh, had a win a couple of weeks ago in the uh, Group 2. I think Chad rode it that day. Uh where we got Conasana, Jamie Carr, $4.40. He's been backed. It's fives into four forty. Hello, misses there. Draw on the inside. We have Amazonian last 11s. We've got big odds for the rest of them. Coe, you done any of this race? Do you like the fave? I've only really, you know, just 
skim the top of it. Like Zardozzi, hard to knock. That win was brilliant. I think the I don't know if this is even the grand final. I think it probably heads to an Oaks if it wins. I don't know what yeah, Chris thinks, so. but it'll probably back up short. But um, yeah, I mean it's hard to knock. I, I guess the one that you could make a case for is Amazonian Lass. It'll dictate from the you know from the start. That's probably going to be the tactics. It's going to play catch me if you can. So outside of that, Connoisseur, yeah, I backed that last start against Zardozzi, and it was a little bit disappointed. But it, it did have a checkered passage, so could forgive. But, yeah, I mean, I haven't really looked past the favourites here. Chris, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to fully do this race. I'd love my three-year-old Philly distance racing, so I will be doing it. But I, I saved it for last on purpose, and I just haven't had a chance. Believe it or not, it's actually a busy week in racing, so I haven't had a chance to get to it yet. Tommy, you had a look? Uh, yeah, just a little look. There's there's two I want to touch on. I, I do like Sardozzi. Um, it's a proven method from James Cummings with Godolphin. I uh, did it with Collett into a um, Sydney Oaks, and then he did it with Willowy a couple of uh, years ago using a wakeful um, and then backing up in the Oaks for a big win uh, two years ago. So you definitely see that's what he's doing uh, with his good horse here in Zardozzi. And a um, bit of a wrap on this Matty Smith runner. I know it was only um, a class one at Camp Love, but... Um, Little whisper that Bucko got off the horse and said um, she'll stay all day. This horse at a bit of a price there, uh, twenty one dollars for Athel Fled or Athel, yeah, however you say it. Um, oh, fifty, yeah, fifteen dollars each. Um, that might be one as well going towards the Oaks that um, Damien Oliver's on. So yeah, uh, those two. All right. Let's head to Rose Hill. We'll do a, pretty much the quaddy legs there. Uh, I'm going to kick off with the Giga Kick Stakes. Uh, 1,300 metres this is, and think about it. Obviously, Everest winner is $1.75 and short. Clippo maintains the ride. We've got Private Eye, Nash riding, 360. We go straight to 850 for Cascadian. Draw on the inside with Ben Mellum. And Bella Nipatina, 12s. Marzu is there going around again. Tommy, Tommy aboard. Damien Lane is riding Zapateo. Uh, all very short. Coey, what do you think? Giga Kick is at $1.75 for Think About It Good. Yeah, $1.75. I don't want to spook anything at $1.75, but I mean, it's the Everest winner. I don't think there's actually that much tactical speed in this. I genuinely think that Cole Crusher shoots forward. Marzu might step forward and then think about it from that low draw, just gets the 1 1. And I think it just gets an absolute peach of a ride. So no knocks on it. Um, the one that I think that might improve drastically might be Marzu. Uh, actually, you know, smaller field. It looks to shoot forward from barrier seven, which is nowhere near as bad as the 11 or 12 it was drawn in the Everest. I would expect improvement, and the 1300 looks to suit. Uh, Private Eye, no knocks on it either. I had money on it in the Everest, and it was just knocked off by the stable mate. So I think if you were going to play this race, it's just exotics, and I'd probably put Bella Nipotina in the mix. That's probably what I got to say. Chris, are you giving anything a chance against think about it? <laughs> no, I think Coe kind of hit the nail on the head there. The what I found interesting was just the the sprint series that goes across those the spire sprint races over the spring in Sydney has think about it on ten points, private on nine points, Bella Nipatina on eight points, and it's like a six million dollar bonus or something. I don't know what that means, but I, I was pretty keen to kind of back private eye. I thought Zapateo could get a really easy lead, so it was maybe a good place bet. Uh, I just didn't the, the price of think about it considering. He's going to be locked away on the inside because he's going to have to get some luck. Like, 
he won the Everest. Is probably the best horse there. But yeah, the price and having to having some horses in front of it, then again, again, it's the way is what scared me. So I'll be back in Provida. Tommy, I'm going for a Joe Pride trifecta. I think uh, Cole Crusher led IME in the Sydney Stakes and sort of he did well to sustain on for fourth and always fit. And if if um, we do get this rain that um, has been uh, touted to hit Sydney, then I think Cole Crusher um, will be more suited as well. And there's no speed. I think um, no speed, especially with the Joe Joe Pride pair. They'll send Cole Crusher out front. And then he'll have his other two proven horses just sitting on the back of him. So I think you'll really set it up for one of the other two, probably think about it. But um, I just think there's a good chance it's a, uh, it's a Joe Pride trifecta. Are you tipping Cascadian, Tommy? Uh, off a long break, I, I heard the injury was actually pretty bad. I think it was on um, um, on its legs or uh, hip. I just want to see it off that bit of a uh, break, see it come back, so I won't be touching Cascadian. Good to see him back, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good to see him back. Head, heads to WA after this anyway, I think. I don't think it'll even go to the Champion Stakes Day. I think it'll just bypass all of that and just head west. Yeah, go straight to uh, Scott. Uh, race number eight is the Golden Eagle. Big one. Uh, a lot of prize money on offer here. Interesting. Hawaii Five O is now favourite, $4 outright from sixes. We've got Amelia's Jewel drawn next to each other. Amelia's Jewel, Hawaii Five O. It's four twenty. Damien Lane gets the ride. Legato is there at eight. We've got... Uh, oh, is that a tough one, Koei? Obam Buramai. Obam... Mm, can't That'll do. It was close enough. It's drawn the inside. Josh Pyre is aboard. Tens. Pericles inside it. Uh, ben Mellum, another ride for Godolphin. Elevens. And then we are uh, Kovalika, which I heard a few things. People were giving it a bit of a wrap, but it's sixes out to elevens. Drawn very wide for Tommy. Osipenko's there. And then with 20s, we have Ruthless Dame, Golden Mile, etc. But uh, interesting. Hawaii Fovo. Nash gets the ride. He's now fave. Koei, who are you with? Um, I am with the, the Western Wonder. One of the... Um the, I think he, she does have the X Factor. Uh, I've been following her for months, and this has been more or less – it was either this or Cox Plate being the grand final, and she's arrived in Sydney. Thank God for that. Uh, it had that minor hiccup in the Tour Act, but since then, I think it's just – it's back. I think everything's on track. It's eating its feed bin. Training's been going well, going the other, other way, clockwise, so to speak, and I think she just gets a nice little smother off the speed and – She'll just have the explosive finish, and we've seen that time and time again. So I think I'm on. I'm leaning towards her. As for the rest, I think Hawaii Five O. No knocks on it. I think it's far better over the you know thirteen to the mile. I think this is the last time we're going to really see uh, Hawaii Five O. More or less, you know, contesting a high pressure sprint. I think going forward, I think he'll be looking for further. And I mean, this looks like the perfect, you know, grand final, so to speak. You're only four once, and it's got it's got it's drawn perfectly. I mean, it's been luckless with barriers, so it's drawn perfectly. Fourth up, ready to peak, so no knocks. Uh, the little surprise packet will be the likes of Osipenko. I think it's run enormous down south of the border. Uh, discount the the run in the not the Tourac whatever the the Turnbull of 2000. I don't think it's a 2,000-meter horse. I think it's preferred over the mile or 1,500 in this case. That form reads really, really well. And in addition of uh, blinkers in this race, probably means that from Barry 8, 
it could sit a bit more forward and I like that setup. Um the Oban Burumai, the Japanese horse. Draw the draw is what better. kind <laughs> good name. Um it, drawn two, and that, that could be the little bit of an undoing, I think. Watching a couple of the replays, it's only raced five times, but watching a couple of its past replays, it'll probably settle midfield now that it's drawn to, but I think it just it could find a lot of trouble. But if it gets enough space, it looks like a horse that needs a lot of space and it warms up late. So it probably needs 200 metres of just hard riding and then it starts really stretching out. So if it can find clear air at the top of the straight, I, I think that it could definitely be a chance to finish top three, even possibly win. I think it's got a really nice turn of foot and it's got a price. And finally, I guess the Kiwi. I mean, I'd love to talk about Kovalika, but the, the barrier troubled me out of putting in the top four. Kovalika, I think, is a special animal. It's got a big career ahead of it, but I just think that barrier, it's going to be given, it's going to be like the, not the Epsom, like the King Charles, where it's going to be right out the back. And I think it's just going to find too much trouble. And I could see it figuring in the top three. I just don't know if it's going to win. I don't think it's going to win. So I've leaned towards the Kiwi Legado, who I think it's kind of before the draw, I think it was kind of like the forgotten horse. I mean, this girl won the Australian Guineas. It beat attrition in that case, so you could tie those form lines together. Who won? Attrition won when won the uh, Tourac. So I think if that to be the form line, I think Legato you could definitely follow. Barrier six looks great. It'll let down middle, down the middle of the track. It should be getting a pretty nice cart into the into the turn. So as for my numbers, I've gone 16, 18, 12, and one in that one. Chris, you finding some value or what? I don't have a great deal extra to add. I think Kelly's pretty spot on. Amelia's jewel is where is the horse to beat. She can just do it so many different ways. She can she's strong weight. She's kind of such a big tough mare that she just pushes horses out of the way to get in her way. So I'm with her and I've got her going as a last leg of a multi, so I'm pretty keen. I think um Legato was obviously Curry mentioned he everything he said was spot on. Of the European ones, New Endeavour is out of some really strong races. So it was kind of the one that I wanted to include. And then I didn't want to include Age of Kings. And I watched its replay of its win uh, at Ascot. And it was like, it blew me away. So uh, it was the other one I wanted to mention. Of the locals or, or the Aussies, Osipenko is probably the biggest threat to. Amelia uh, to what's it called the mayor Amelia's jewel. So she'd be the uh, he'd be the one that I'd include. And I think Pericles just maps and and has that kind of versatility to kind of get involved late as well. I'm a big Golden Mile fan, but uh, not from the draw and uh, blinkers off. So you think they go back and straight ace. It was the other one that was crazy through the line in the Silver Eagle. And I'm not a big Ed Cummings fan, but yeah, that's probably the other one I'll include. Tommy, where'd you land? Well, I just think it's a bloody cracking race. You fifteen hundred is perfect. You got these milers that are really good um, jumping back. You got sprint horses going up, horses from Everett's, horses that could have run in Cox Plates and overseas. I think I just think it's a ripping race. Um, Nash um, took an early suspension, missed a Caulfield Cup and a Cox Plate to be on this horse. So I think that speaks for him a bit. And um, Kovalika as well, just absolute champion. Uh, just 
has put some really good horses away uh, previously, and its runs this prep don't look that good on paper. But you go watch them and really hitting the line really well. Yeah, the draw is tricky, but Tommy Berry, I think, um, can really find into a, a big uh, Rose Hill race. Um, and I reckon it'd be rocking and strong, especially if um, uh, if we do get a bit of that rain. So I think um, I think uh, Kovalika is my tip at the moment, and then Amelia's Jill is my next. As as the boys have said, it's um, it's just a quality horse, and it, it has that big X factor. In terms of the map, I think uh, Red and Near as well, uh, similar to what Chris was saying about Pericles, uh, drawing the one, bit of versatile. Red and Near just, um, we saw how it won the Epsom, just sort of drawn really well, stayed in the race, just pounced when the time was right, and I think he could do the same here as well. So I think, yeah, $31, a little bit of a spec there, and Straight Ace has just been ridiculous where he's come from this prep. He just keeps going up and up, and he's just keeps just blowing the house down. So, uh, yeah, has it improved that much to really compete in this race? I think he has. So Straight Ace is a bit of a watch as well, but uh, Kovalika for me. Sweet. Uh, Red and I think it's um, having another vet check in the morning too. I think there was a, something wrong with it today or while I notified Stewart, so it has another check in the morning. Um Rose Hill Gold Cup, 2,000 metres. Uh, Canberra legend is the fave. Karen aboard, $2.60 in from 360. Drawn a little bit wider. Stroke of luck is there. Zach Lloyd for John O'Shea. It's into 550, so probably the most well-supported. No compromise. I'm pretty sure that's always been one of Tommy's. Uh, Nash, is, Nash is there. Uh, Die Miller's there at 750. Shock him over at 10. Shibley, political debate, Wild Planet, etc. Coey, uh, who'd you land on? The, the gold cup, eh? Uh, let me just pull up the paperwork. Uh, <laughs> I just tuned out for a second. Sorry, boys. Um, so that is race number nine. Uh, I, so many people have been talking about this Canberra legend, right? And uh, I, I think the price is too short. Uh, I know that it's European form. If it brings anything close to that, it probably laps this field. But... I'm just really tippy-toeing with the price at the moment. So, like, I've been follow- I've been a big advocate of Stroke of Luck on this podcast for the last 12 months, and I just think that it's returned a better animal. It's a big step up, I know, in class and everything else. I mean, this gelding was going for a derby this time last year, and here we are at a 2,000-metre gold cup, and I think it maps really well for it. Uh, the low weight looks really good and suitable, at the moment, I've got him just playing. I've got the Quinella playing. I think Canberra Legend could be special animal, and a lot of people that I've spoken to love how he's presented at quarantine and everything else. You don't bring James Ferguson doesn't bring a horse down here for just for the fun of it. So I think it's probably the one to beat. The short is just the question mark. So I'm backing both Canberra Legend into Stroke of Luck. That's kind of the play I'm looking looking for. About you, Chris, a bit of a gold cup edition for you, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm really keen on Dymill. He's running the Coonji at Caulfield the other day was enormous. Sat just off the pace and loomed to win. I thought it was going to win. Uh, Fought on strong to the line. And I, I reckon this is kind of an easier race than that. I was looking at Canberra Legends overseas form and it didn't do much for me. Didn't look like he kind of saw out the 2,000 metres as well as he, he ran a, had a nice win over 1,800 at Newmarket, but then after that, he ran in a really good race at Goodwood and came third, but it was beaten three and a half lengths and went across the line with a bunch of others. So, yeah, I, I was pretty keen on Dymill here. Tommy, thoughts? 
Uh, I'm going to disagree with Chris on that. I, I actually like Canberra Legend. I think some of the horses that it was finishing behind were things like Gregory and, as a winner of that last race as well, Continuous that have gone on to do, um, and previous to that, done done some pretty nice things. So I think there have been some disappointing runs, but on its day pretty well. And we saw what happened with uh, the last Legend horse that James Ferguson uh, brought down in a staying trip, did pretty well um, a couple of weeks ago. So... I'm leaning towards it. I thought Stroke of Luck was really good last week. It could win. I, I do take credit to what Chris said about Diamond. I thought that run was massive last start. So be wary of it. And uh, Skylab's the other one for me as well. If that rain does come, it'll be ready to go. And Stockman will put in a good site too. All right, always good fun to get a big Gold Cup distance race. All right, that is pretty much uh, Rose Hill. I might just throw to the floor a couple of races that we haven't touched on, but you just want to give a little tip. We don't have to go into a huge amount of detail. Let's touch on uh, Sydney first. Um, Coey, is there any others you want to just give a quick tip on or give a little bit of a push? The rate meetings we didn't. I saw the four pillars. It's $9 the field. That's just too hard in my book. So what do you reckon, mate? Anything to add? I like race two, number two, Dream Hour for a bit of an each way, 10 bucks. I like Shalonte, dare I say. Uh, that thing is a head case, well, it used to be now with uh, Richard and Will. Uh, I think there is an absolute stack of speed in race four. Like, it's speed right across the board, bar Shalonte. And the way he closed off last start looked really great. Yes, he's going to be up in grey, but he drops, he loses seven and a half kilos against his own text here so i think that's definitely a each way play as well and in the lucky last waste of the stars i think draws draws low looks perfectly placed um i'd say tri-state will try and compete with it from the outside draw but way to the stars i don't think it has to spell uh, spend any petrol right, coming into the home turn and it just goes bang he, he hits the go button and just goes and i think the speed map just plays perfectly in its favor so just for sydney chris any others that sydney you want to have a crack at no, not really. <laughs> Tommy? Yeah, let's go to the highway. Why not? Um, Bandy's boy, uh, Danny Williams, thought it was really good last week. Big weight. Hannah claiming a few. I think um, I like Bandy's boy on that backup. Uh, and uh, while we're on a roll, go to the next race, Peace Officer as well. I think it's been running um, pretty well. This prep, big weight, but gets Nash. So um, big fan of... Peace officer, just scrolling through the rest of the meeting. Um, I think I'm pretty good. Maybe Irish kisses each way in that uh, stack four pillars. What a what a price of field. But yeah, I like Tracy Bartley's Irish kisses. Tough, tough. Uh, other ones at Flemington, Coe. I know you had something in the first. I think I think it was the first you liked. Is there something there and anywhere else at Flemington you like? You want to give a push? Well, I haven't completely finished Flemington, but I thought He-Man in the first looked really good. Finally draws a gate. I think, I mean, the the bookies haven't missed it, but I think it should probably be favourite over Brave Mead, personally, I think. But, yeah, I think He-Man's a bet. Uh, what about you, Chris? Anything else at Flemington? I'm sure there's a couple. Oh, yeah, I mean, against Curry in the first, I kind of liked Ursa. Its win at Ballarat or wherever it was was unbelievable. A couple of starts back. And the other one was hypothetical in race, the other mayor's race over 1100, which is race three. Uh, it's about $10. Uh, and I've been refreshing the website, the tab website, trying to get a price for Genzano in race one at Newcastle, but uh, no price yet. 
I love that. Coey's doing his Newcastle form as well. Tom, you're not going to give uh, Red Card a push? No. Done? No, I've done my <laughs> lesson on Red Card. Um, but I do like Athabaskan in the Archer. I think um, its form this prep is pretty good. McDonald on to get into the um, to get into the Cup. I like it. It's, it is short, but I think it is a clear better runner in that race. Uh, in terms of the rest of the meeting, um, in the last, I thought in... At eleven dollars was a bit of a price too. Which one are we talking? Oh yeah, Ayrton, eleven dollars. Yeah, Zara takes it. I think in that race with Spacewalk, um, I'll be having a couple of bucks, triple missile, J Max ride. Uh, sure, surely we surely we back Volado uh, in the lucky last. Ollie in the Ollie. Oh yeah, o- Ollie in the Ollie. Yeah, stand him out in the quad. What is he? Five bucks in from nines. Jeez, that's some Ollie money. <laughs> Can I lay in the place just because yeah. it's Ollie? And am I allowed to say that? No, oh, it's just mean though. Second, uh, was it? Oh, mate, who knows? What are we, the other good old friend of Tamerlane, which I th- is that the horse that won the last last time? I think it did. J Mac, what are we? 440. Kalino hit a shock. Ayrton, Lord, Ladderstock. I would love to see Ollie win the Ollie. That would just be, you could just see every single racing outlet just pumping that as soon as it finishes right. But, um, Tommy, what do we got? Country, country races, Gilgandra, Orange, anything? No, mate, I needed more time. I was just perusing, but um, I Dubbo. think I've run out of time. Okay. Debo, no, I'm good, mate. Um, same with the cup day. Yeah, we'll likely give a, the cup a good uh, preview too. So once that field is out, I assume it comes out about 7 o'clock or so on Saturday night. So interesting to see that. Uh, Favourites are going to be uh, tough to beat, but favourites don't always win the Cups, which is always uh, a good thing. So, value town. Thank you, boys. Uh, I'm going to leave you and love love you and leave you. What is it? Quarter past eight, Thursday evening. Thank you for joining, and uh, we'll talk to you over the coming days. We'll try and get some winners, put them in the Facebook group and whatnot. But thank you again. Cheers, guys. Enjoy it.